G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. Audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. Hi, my name is Darcy. I just want to say how much I'm listening to your program by radio here in Pennsylvania. I go to church regularly on Sundays and Bible study on Wednesdays and do the choir, and I have ministry. Every morning when I'm getting ready for work, Monday through Friday, the Holy Spirit speaking through you feeds me day by day. Because man doesn't live by bread alone, but by every word that comes out of the mouth of God. So I just wanted to encourage you. And the things that you talk about, my spirit, the Holy Spirit, confirms, and it strengthens me. It just makes it, the Bible says, oh, taste and see. And you letting God use you gives people like myself just every day a chance to taste and see. Besides going to church, I love my church and my pastor is really good. Um, but for me, I seek God. For me, just Sundays is not enough. And I read and I pray every day, you know, in the morning and in the evening. But just to hear God speak through you encourages my life so much. So just want to say be encouraged and I pray for you. God has used you for his purpose and for his glory and for his kingdom. So I just encourage you to keep on doing what you're doing. Welcome to Leading the Way with pastor and author of the new book, Saving Christianity, Dr. Michael Youssef. When you walk into a building, the last thing on your mind is the foundation. You're more focused on finding the elevator or the location of the person you're visiting. But the fact is, without a firm foundation, the building could sink into destruction. The same is true with your life. Your life is only as strong as the foundation it's built on. Today on Leading the Way, Dr. Yusuf takes you to the wise words found in 1 Corinthians chapter 3, words declaring the importance of building your life on the foundation of Jesus and His Word. It's part of his series, Healthy Living in a Sick World. Listen with me as Dr. Yusuf begins with pointed words about ways people try to get to heaven. There are millions of people around the world who think that they can smuggle themselves into heaven, whether it is through religious rituals and whether it is through charity work or whether through all sorts of political ideology, whether it is through some sort of foolish plan thinking they can smuggle themselves into heaven. And yet the Word of God tells us, as Paul tells the Corinthians, here in Corinth and in every other city he traveled to, planted a church in, he has laid only one foundation, and that's Jesus Christ. Only faith in Jesus Christ as the one and only Savior is the only foundation that is worthy of the name. It is the only foundation on which your life can be built, and my life can be built, that can be assured of heaven. Turn with me if you haven't already. 1 Corinthians chapter 3. He said in verse 10, by the grace of God, I laid a foundation as an expert builder, as a master builder, and there is no other foundation other than Jesus Christ. No religion No ritual, no certain lifestyle, no moral virtue, 
No effort, no family connection, no pope, no bishop, no priest, or no pastor. Only Jesus plus nothing will get you to heaven. Once the foundation is laid, the Apostle Paul said, we need to build on it. Now, I want you to hear me right, please. When you build on that only foundation, that building that you're building throughout your life will determine your reward. Not your salvation, because salvation is given to you as a gift of grace. And we have been seeing throughout the series of messages, healthy living in a sick world. How the Apostle Paul is trying to correct so many of the errors in the church of Corinth. So what does he do? He starts with, first and foremost, the divisions, the squabbling, the argument, the silly argument at times, which they have brought upon themselves by lining up with different leaders of the church. Paul, Apollos, and by the way, Paul and Apollos did not create this. The people did. People always tried to line up with certain guru or a certain cult leader or certain somebody. But these divisions, <laughs> lining behind a cult leader worship, creates a much deeper problem. Most important of these divisions, what it does, it diverts the attention from the real foundation, which is Jesus Christ. Watch any cult or anybody who's running around saying, you know, Pastor so-and-so said, Pastor so-and-so said, Pastor so-and-so said. When they don't say the Word of God said, but the pastor said, whenever they get into this kind of mode of thinking, what is lost? The foundation, namely Jesus the Christ. Remember, Paul still calls them brethren. Don't forget that. These people are saved. They're saved, but they were taking their eyes off of a foundation, namely Jesus, and building a shoddy building. Here Paul is saying, once you have the right foundation, you must build wisely on it. Every one of us must build wisely on it. Look at how many times the Apostle Paul kept saying, every man, every man, that means everyone, everyone, everyone. Beloved, listen to me. I know it is fashionable now in many a church, and preachers say people can reach God different ways. People say that different religions will reach into the same place, or that Jesus is a founder of a religion just like the other guys are all founders of other religions. That's not only bogus, it is contrary to the Word of God from cover to cover. The Christian faith was not founded on social work. The Christian faith was not founded in Christian ethics. The Christian faith was not founded on some set of rules. The Christian faith was not founded on certain dogma. The Christian faith was not founded on church tradition. The Christian faith was not founded on church hierarchy. The Christian faith was not founded on mother church and father God, as some will claim. No in a million knows. The foundation of our faith is Jesus and Jesus alone. Verse 11 again, no one, no one means no one, can lay any foundation other than already laid, which is Jesus Christ. Now I want to show you historically how we came to this time 
where the foundation not only was shaken, but shifted. I want you to know that this did not happen overnight. In fact, the beginning was back in 1923-1924. That's how long it's been taking for the foundation to be shaken and to be changed. Back in 1923, the Presbyterian General Assembly issued five pillars of the faith. The following year, 1924, the liberals, or I like to call them the apostates, came over and hijacked the assembly and changed all those five pillars. Let me explain and tell you what they were in 1923. The inerrancy of the Scripture. For make no mistake about it, if you doubt the Scripture, you're going to doubt everything eventually. The inerrancy of the Scripture. That was number one. The virgin birth, secondly. Thirdly, Christ's sacrificial death on the cross as satisfaction to the justice of the Father and the only means by which man can be reconciled to God the Father. Fourthly, the bodily resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead. And the fifth, the supernatural power of the divine Jesus Christ. Yet exactly a year, one year later, these liberals hijacked that denomination. In 1924... They changed everything of those five pillars. Number one, they said, on the inerrancy of the Scripture, here's what they said. No one can really be sure of that. On the virgin birth, they said, it's only a theory among other theories. On the cross of Christ, as the only satisfaction to the justice of God the Father, they said, atonement is only a theory. On the bodily resurrection of Jesus, they said, the resurrection need not be bodily. And fifthly, about the supernatural divinity of the Lord Jesus Christ, they said, in His earthly ministry, Jesus did great and mighty works and great and mighty things, denying His divinity and the supernatural. Now, beloved, these false foundations did not just happen yesterday. We're feeling them now. We're feeling them now. But nearly a hundred years ago, the foundation began to shift and being built on a deck of cards. And the moral decays that we are experiencing today began back then. When the foundation is destroyed, ask the psalmist, what can the righteous do? The righteous can stand up and be counted and build on the right foundation. When the foundation shifts, the moral structure began to crack, and it began in the church. And so later on, we see it in the courthouses, we see it in the legislative assemblies, and we see it in the education system, and we see it in the tearing of the social fabric. But it all began to crumble when the church shifted the foundation from Jesus to something else. Like the Tower of Pisa in Italy. I'm told that this 179-foot structure leans about one-twentieth of an inch every year. That's what we call the Leaning Tower of Pisa. In fact, the word Pisa in Italian means mushy land. That's enough to tell you that the reason why the Tower of Pisa began to lean, even before it was completed, because mushy foundation will always collapse the building. It might take years, but it will do it again and again. Any foundation other than that of Christ will collapse sooner or later. Now, after you get the foundation right, 
the building, the Apostle Paul said, that you are building. That's what you're doing every day of your life, every one of day of my life. Now, that building that you are building is of vital importance. Thank God for all of us who believe the only foundation is Jesus. But you can't stop there. The right foundation will get you to heaven. <laughs> and it is a gift that God can offer you. You can reject it or you can receive it. But the right building will get you rewarded. And I am personally convinced can get you rewarded both on earth and in heaven. Look at verse 13. It tells us why what you build on that foundation, which is Christ, is of uttermost importance for each individual. And you cannot say, well, I wish so-and-so was here to hear this message. No, it's for you and you and you and me. In the last message I pointed out from chapter 2, 1 Corinthians, there are some people in the church who are wasting their Christian lives on trivia when they can be doing great things for God. Believers who build their lives on the solid foundation which is Christ must examine themselves on a regular basis. I do it not only daily basis, sometimes several times a day. Ask yourself the question, what kind of building am I building in my life? What kind of material am I using in building of my life? What kind of care am I taking in the building of my life? Every one of us is building. Every one of us, young or old, whether you're six years of age or 60 years old, we all are building. And Paul says there are only two types of material that you can use. Two types. There are varieties in each type, but there are only two types of building material. No third. The first group is made of gold, silver, and precious stone. The second type of building material is made of wood, hay, and straw. From the very time when Jesus said, I build my church, from that very time until now, there have been golden believers and there have been wooden believers. There have been silversmith believers and there have been hay packers believers. There have been precious stone believers and there have been straw gathering believers. Himirat, please. <laughs> Is Paul talking about rich Christian versus poor Christian? No way. Is he talking about talented Christian versus not so talented Christians? No way. Is he talking about famous preachers versus those who are quietly and unassumingly working in the kingdom of God? No way. I can tell you this. I really tell you, this is not a nice, just a nice thing a preacher says. But I am convinced there are people going to be so close to Jesus that you have never heard of. And all of these so famous preachers are going to be so way in the back, they can't even see them. I am absolutely convinced of that. Because we judge by appearance. God doesn't. See, these types of materials represent our response to what God has given us. This type of materials represents our faithfulness to Christ or lack thereof. This type of materials represents our work for the kingdom of God or not. Beloved, we are not saved through works. We're saved through grace alone. That's the only message you're going to hear from this pulpit. But once we're saved, each of us become builders of a spiritual edifice. Now, I know... 
<laughs> there are builders who insist on giving God nothing but their best. I'm blessed to know some. The best of their resources, the best of their time, the best of their gifts and talent. Beloved, that's gold, that's silver, that's precious stone. There are other builders who are shoddy workers. <laughs> they give God the leftovers, the leftover of their money, the leftover of their time, the leftover of their talent. And they say, oh, God understands I have responsibility. God understands, and God doesn't really care. He knows I'm busy. God doesn't expect me to do any more or any better. I have people actually who said that to me. <laughs> There are some builders who are like David would say, Forbid it, Lord, that I give you that which costs me nothing. That's gold. That's silver. That's precious stone. And there are builders who say, Jesus paid it all, and nothing to him I give. That's a new song. <laughs> that's wood. That's hay. That's straw. There are some builders who spend their prime time in serving and giving and praying and watching. That's gold, that's silver, that's precious stone. Others give the appearance of being busy, doing busy work, serving on boards and committees, and while in reality they're self-serving. And they wonder why their life is turned upside down. <laughs> now, I'm not saying that they are not necessarily doing sinful things. I'm not saying that. Don't misunderstand me. They're not necessarily doing bad things. On the contrary, there's some, so many good activities and good things to do, but when their work is tested by fire, it will burn to a crisp. That's what Paul is saying here. That's not me. Don't shoot the messenger. Because they're building with the wrong motives. And that's wood and hay and straw. Every believer is a builder. Can I get an Amen. The question is, what building material are you using? What kind of building are you erecting? What edifice are you constructing? Dads, I want to get serious with you. Just let me get real with you for a minute. Will your children say, Dad's highest priority is God and His glory? Please, answer that to yourself. Moms, I want to get real with you too. Are you building with gold and silver and precious stones so that your kids can say, Mom loves Jesus so much that everything she does is with Him in mind? Young people, listen to me. With what building material are you using in your life? Are you trying to keep up with the ungodly and the worldly friends? Are you trying to keep up with the latest model and gadgets and fashions? Or are you willing to stand up and stand out and pay the price? Each one of us, young or old, are building. We're building. Every single day, we're building. The question is, will your material stand the fire test? The fire test. Every building, whether it is commercial building or residential building, it has to be built to specification. It has to be built to code. And beloved, Jesus is asking everyone who's redeemed by his precious blood to build according to code. <laughs> he has standards for his redeemed ones. And he will test every one of our spiritual buildings, every one of us. 
When Jesus returns, He will test the quality of our buildings. And Paul uses the fire as a symbol of that test. Will the building of your life stand the test of fire? Look at verses 14 and 15. Believers who are saved by grace will escape the eternal condemnation. The Bible is very clear. Therefore, there is no condemnation upon those who are in Christ Jesus. Yes, there can be not literally, but through ifs. Every believer, however, will stand before the heavenly tribunal. Every one of us. And we'll be judged on the basis of how he or she lived his or her life. Some will make it to heaven by the skin of their teeth, otherwise known as the grace of God. (laughs) In fact, some will enter heaven smelling as if they have been brought out of a fire sale. You know what I mean? You can smell the smoke, snatched from the fire. But if the quality of your work is gold and silver and precious stone, the fire will only make you shine brighter, will make you shine purer, it will make you shine like the stars. Now, you must understand, there are many worthwhile causes. There are so many good things, education and health and all kinds of good things. And Don't misunderstand me, they're good things. There are so many beautiful things that need to be done. There are so many helpful works, but the question that you must ask yourself every time, do they bring glory to Jesus alone? I want to tell you this as I conclude. Early in the 20th century, there was an ad in the British newspapers and read as follows, so I'm going to read it. Men wanted for hazardous journey, small wages, better cold, Long months of complete darkness and constant danger. Safe return is doubtful. Honor and recognition only in case of success. And the ad was signed by the famous Arctic explorer, Sir Ernest Shackleton. Thousands of people were inquiring. I wanted to sign up. I just couldn't help myself. (laughs) And I wondered what would happen if Jesus put an ad in the newspaper today. Men and women, boys and girls are wanted for difficult tasks to help building of my kingdom. You will often be misunderstood even by those who are dear and near to you. You will face constant attack from an invisible enemy. You might not see results from your labor. Your full reward will not come until your work is completed. Signed, Jesus. I wonder how many would apply. Would you apply and say, Lord, I only want to build with gold and silver and precious stuff. Forgive me for using wood, hay, and straw. Lord, help me. This is Leading the Way with Dr. Michael Youssef. Life is busy, isn't it? That's why the team at Leading the Way provide multiple ways for you to listen to and watch Dr. Youssef's teaching. Listen on the radio, stream current and past messages, audio and video at ltw.org. You can also download the Leading the Way app or use your smart home speaker. Information about all of these are at ltw.org.
Before time runs out, let me quickly remind you to sign up for Dr. Yusuf's daily e-devotional called My Devotional. In the middle of all the noise of our world, getting My Devotional is refreshing because it guides you to take a moment away from the noise to refocus your scattered and stressed mind on the things of eternity. You'll do this through a quick reading of God's Word and a few practical thoughts from Dr. Yusuf. Get your free subscription to My Journal started when you visit ltw.org. We have this and lots of other free spiritual resources for you there. Once again, it's ltw.org. You can also reach out to a ministry representative for this and other items to help you in your walk with Christ. The number is 1-300-133-589. 1-300-133-589. Well, that music means I'm almost out of time. But I have just enough to offer you this invitation to join Dr. Yusuf again next time for another edition of Leading the Way. This program is furnished by Leading the Way with Dr. Michael Yusuf. for taking time to listen to this audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. To find out more about us, go to vision.org.au.